The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. March has arrived and we're only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure you head to Bet Online and open an account today to get their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right. I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. And with multiple entries available, it's this season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong. So whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, and sign up for your 50% sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Uh, we are recording this under unusual circumstances. The uh, part of the, the whole uh, thing that makes me and Nick work is we're, we both live in Philly. We're in the same room. But Nick is having a work trip to awesome Texas. Excited, man. Yeah, got out here last night, late, here till Wednesday. So appreciate being flexible on the recording here. A little Monday afternoon action. Yeah, so we're recording this Monday at 1.30. Um, if you get to a point where I say we'll see you at the parade, and then you see there's more time on the back end, that means that either I or me and Nick had to hop back on because something terrible happened. And if that happens, I might not be flying back. So it yeah, might think, be the last you guys see of me. I think I, I just scared the shit out of you because when I told you, like, hey, just so you know, it's Monday, da-da-da, I might have to hop back on. They're testing Judge today. So, like, if he's out for the season and you – I thought we're going to die. Yeah, let's be clear. Neither of us want to have to do an emergency session here. Let's hope this is it. The goal is I say we'll see you at the parade. And when you – there's no time left on the clock. That's but, it, man. That's it. But if there's time left on the clock, we are in trouble. Big time. So you're in Austin. Um, is this your first time in Austin? So second time in Austin. I went to visit. I have a friend from Delaware you know, who I pledged with who, who lives down here. So I, I visited him when the Super Bowl was in Houston. It was like three years ago. Yeah. And we did Austin, and then we checked out Houston for the Super Bowl. It was a 28-3 to 3 Super Bowl where the the Patriots came back and then this is my first time for work so second time overall. Wait, what's it like to be in the Super Bowl city but not go to the Super Bowl? Dude, total letdown. Like I like going in I was like this is going to be sick. It's going to be popping the Super Bowl. I it was never so jacked that. up. I, yeah, I it was like it was just terrible. overpriced. It was like Houston but just overpriced. Couldn't do anything. I mean, forget getting into the game. That was like 5 grand and then all the bars were were super jacked up. The Ubers were super jacked up and it was just a bunch of like random Patriots and Falcons fans kind of milling around with with nothing to do. It was a pretty big letdown actually. Yeah, <laughs> now that you mention it. I would imagine like on paper, it sounds like a terrible time. 
Like, <laughs> it was. It the Austin part was better, like the barbecue and the, and the food. I mean, we went to Franklin's Barbecue and waited online for four hours. I lived in Austin for 53 days once. 53 days to the day. 53 days, and I was like, I am out. This shit is not for me. Were you more of a Sixth Street guy or a Rainy Street guy when you Ooh, were there? Rainy Street, but Rainy Street wasn't what Rainy Street is now. So Rainy Street was only like three bars. Ah. Like some of the bars were like were still houses. Interesting. The Uber drive the guy that drove me from the airport to the hotel was saying this is a huge music festival town. I had no idea. Yeah. Said so people flock in from all over the world from music festivals. So here. there's Austin City Limits, which is huge, huge like festival. And then there is um why am I blank? South by Southwest. So South by Southwest does like film, then tech, then music. And there's like a little bit of overlap for film and tech. And I've spoken at the tech conference. Um, and then, yeah, then there's music. And that like the whole city gets like flooded. That people. must be the one that's in two weeks. He said it was like mid-March. Yeah. So I'll miss that. I was in Vegas and I left Vegas the day before the McGregor fight in January. So I don't have very good timing with these. With no, these but it's trips. like it's crazy. So I literally moved there on january on february 1st and then i spoke at south by southwest and i was back in i was out of there before the like i guess before the end of march i was out that's nice i was always jealous of people that got to do like rotations or like one or two months living in a cool city and then just go home no no that's not what happened i moved my whole life i moved my whole life i moved my whole life there for a girl i got off a plane (laughs) and she was like she had moved there before me was like Yo, I got to break up with you. And I was like, you told me that three hours ago and I still don't, I don't live here. Like (laughs) I still live at home. And she was like, yeah, no, like I just can't, I can't do this. Like a lot of pressure on this relationship. And then I found out that she was fucking a guy who sat 10 feet away from me at work. Oh my God. This is, you know, you might've told me this on the way to or from a game and I, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, no, so smooth internship. No, no, no. This was like, yo, I'm moving my life. Like I'm Texas Jack. <laughs> Yeehaw! How old were you? How old were you? Like twenty five, twenty six. Okay, that's a time to to do make a move like yeah, that. Yeah, like it, it was reboundable. You know, you know, you got lost in the sauce. You have to. A girl spits here. on it, and you're like, oh, that was just for me. No, that's would could have been anyone. <laughs> let me pack my shit up and yeah, let me fucking UPS all my stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I got to get out of here. So I waited like. You know, I was just trying to like plotting, like how do I get? I was flying back to Philly and New York, like almost every weekend. Like I lived in Austin and was almost never there. I traveled a lot for work, so I would just like reroute if I had like a Thursday where I would fly home, and then like Tuesday I was supposed to fly out somewhere else. Like I just go to New York for those like four days, Um, and then I got I worked for a company that was going to do a round of like layoffs. And I got word of it and like called my boss and was like, can you lay me off? And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I hear they're about to lay off a bunch of people. Here's my real life situation of like why I moved, why I like took this transfer. Please fire me. And he was like, yo, that sucks. I can definitely fire you if you'd like. And I was like, yeah, like give me a package. And he was like, yeah, I got you. And so I went. And HR like called me in. I was sitting at my desk, and HR was like, uh, "Jack, can we talk to you?" Like, I'm not supposed to know at all. And um, they call me in, and they're like, "Yes, we've decided. You know, there's just been some layoffs. It's tough. Like, the business is tough. We gotta let you go." And I'm like, "Oh, shucks." And they're like, "Yeah, so here's your paperwork." And I take out a pen, and they're like, "Well, you can review it, and you can, you know, you have a week to drop it off." And I was like, "No, no, no, I'll just do it now." And they're like, "Well, you know, you have a week if you'd like to." I was like, "No, well, I got a flight tomorrow." And they were like, "What do you mean you have a flight tomorrow?" And I said, I signed it, so it was done. I go, I knew this was coming. All of my belongings are at the UPS store two blocks away. I've shipped everything like home already. I'm out, out now. Yeah, and I was out. I knew like the cheating thing stunk, um, but I really knew it wasn't for me because I was there the first weekend, and I was like, where do you guys get Chinese food from? And everyone was like, we won't tell you. And I was like, what do you mean we won't tell you? No one would tell me. So I thought it was like uh, they have like some secret like hidden thing. And it's so good that like, you know, outsider can't know. And they were like, no, because like we're ashamed. It's P.F. Chang's. 
Like you're That's in New it. York. Well, it's only it's only Mexican and barbecue here. Yeah, I like, haven't seen anything else. But I was just hungover. I wanted Chinese food like that. Yeah, sure. You're from the Northeast. Or like I want a breakfast sandwich, and they're like, "We got breakfast tacos, which are good." In yeah, moderation. yeah. They don't have they don't have bacon, egg, and cheeses here yeah. at all either. No bacon. Weird. I was just like, this nope. isn't. I didn't realize how like Northeast I was until then. Until you leave, yeah. take it for granted. Yeah, and I was just like, get me out of here. So I hope you enjoy Austin. Thank you. I don't think she lives there anymore, so I can't recommend a suck job or anything. <laughs> Maybe um, I'll run into her. So a little housekeeping before we dive into some baseball stuff. May 9th, go to shop.bronxpinstripes.com. Come out and party with us at Billy's before the game. Come to the game. It's a 4 o'clock Saturday Red Sox game. It's Mother's Day weekend. Bring your mom. Let her hear me tell the Red Sox to go fuck themselves. I saw someone yesterday was like, hey, I'm bringing my mom. You better curse. So, like, I'm there. I'm there to curse. I'm bringing my wife. It's her first Mother's Day. We're not bringing the baby. We're going to reclaim our youth. It's going to be sick. I'll be there. Nick will be there. I guess Andrew will be there or whatever. Scott will be there. Like, it's going to be a fun time. Also, if you're going to be in Tampa on March 13th, Yards of Soho, um, we're throwing a party four to seven. We're doing, we've got our game from one to three, from one to four, whatever it's spring. Whenever training. we leave, who right. gives a shit about the seventh inning on that's open bar food. It's a good time. Tickets are already sold out for that. But if you're coming to that or you're going to be down there anyway, and not like at our thing in the stadium, come to that event. It's going to be great. We're doing it with sailor, Jerry, Savage apple. We're very excited to be partnering with them. You've been you've been sipping on some Sailor Jerry. I have, I have. It's great. Couple of bottles you gave me. It's my favorite rum. There we go. I mean, what else can you say? So yeah, no. So we're excited for that. Come on out. It's gonna um, it's gonna be a good time. There's gonna be drink specials. Might be some free drinks out there for you guys to have. That's gonna be awesome. So it's a uh, yard of ale Soho four to seven. We're going to have a batting cage outside. You're going to come have some drinks. We're bringing a batting cage to the bar. You want to go to the batting cage? Great. Have some shots. We're doing a batting cage. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. How many chances do you get to get drunk and smash apples with a bat? It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick, and I like that it's over at 7 o'clock so that I can try to recuperate for a flight. Our 8.30 a.m. Sunday flight there. Dude, originally it was like a 6.30 flight. They pushed it back two hours, so good for us. Okay, yeah. Good for us. Um, So... I'm on daddy daycare duty. This is day one of me home alone with the baby. She is napping. We are talking baseball. We recorded last week, and everyone felt fine. It was February. Now it's March. We found out after we finished recording. I think it might have been the next day that it came out, but it happened on Tuesday that Giancarlo Stanton, uh, he was just doing some drills, some basic outfield drills, and he tried a little redirection, as he put it, and suddenly felt something go wrong in his right calf. He says, it's not excruciating, but it's noticeable. A couple years ago, he might have just blown it off. But based on last year, some of the other injuries he's had over his career, decided, hey, let me let the team know. Let's get out ahead of this. I'm a $300 million man. Not nervous. Not nervous at all. I don't know how you cannot be nervous. The guy played 18 games last year. He's shagging fly balls wearing shorts and a hoodie, and he strains his calf? He's he's shagging fly balls. How do you get hurt shagging fly balls casually in spring training? It's ridiculous. A little redirection. You just do a little redirection. Classic move. This is very, very concerning, man. Very concerning with the time he missed last year with the other, you know, injuries he's had in his career. I don't know how you cannot be concerned about Stan. He needed to come in and have a full spring and get geared up for a monster year. And look, we're behind the eight ball again. So here's one thing. So I am. What am I now? 12 days out of knee surgery. Okay. And uh, like I'm moving around pretty good. Now I'm not running. I wasn't running before knee surgery anyway, but. (laughs) Um, like I'm not clear to do that. I still have like three or four weeks before they're like, you know, you're hundred percent, but some of these things like the calf, like, Oh, well, t- what do you don't even tell anyone? Like, what do we do? Seriously? Like, some of these injuries I of not just him, kind of all athletes. I'm like, the fuck are you guys doing? And this is what, how you know, the athletes make too much money. They're not, there's no like, um, fighting for like, I'm fine to put food on the table. Like I need to be out there. 
Yeah, that check's going to clear. I mean, he's, he's paid already. And look, if it was a, a game against the Red Sox and he was busting his ass down the line trying to leg out a ground ball and, and he strains his calf, fine. But to do it just shagging fly balls wearing shorts and, and a hoodie, like I just can't Which get over that. my favorite attire to shag fly balls in. Of course, yeah. of course. But I, I just can't get over the way in that it happened. And it's like, dude, you know, we talked last year. He's got to work on flexibility. You know, he's bench pressing Adriana Lima, which is awesome. I think it was a cool video, but you can't go through what you went through last year, change nothing, come back and strain your calf the second day of practice. I mean, it's a joke. I would think this was a joke if somebody said this to me. I mean, so here's my thing. Here's why I'm not worried because we're recording this. It's March 2nd. Also, bronxpinstripes.com, I'm doing the, uh, the Yankees opening day advent calendar every day. Give you a little something excited to be, uh, a little something to be excited about. You've got three There'll be three of them by the time this episode comes out. You're worried about... So the whole thing is like he's not going to be ready for opening day. Or he might not be ready for opening day. He hasn't even been ruled out for opening day. That's true. Yep. Questionable. We'll call it questionable. You're worried about game one. You're worried about yeah. game 20. I'm not, I don't give a shit about games one through 30. I'm worried about games 163 to game 178. Eight or whatever. Are you takes. one of these people that's like, oh, it's April. It doesn't matter because I hate that shit. Every I, game. I think counts. every game matters. I think one sixty two. They're all important. They're Orioles, all important. Red Sox, Royals. They all count the same. Every single one of those games is important. If we were, if it was a team where we had one guy, I'd be very worried. But we have a great lineup. We have depth. Brian Cashman has built all like Plan B, Plan C, all of these things into it. And we're not talking about like like Gio Urshela was like a, a guy who came out of nowhere last year. We're talking about possibly replacing Stanton, possibly for a little bit at the beginning of the season with Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, guys who have both shown they can hit in the majors, guys who we're trying to build trade value up for. Is this a blessing in disguise? It's great to have depth, but I don't want plan C, man. I want plan A. I want the whole roster out there March 26th ready to kick ass. I don't want to be on plan C already in March. And with the setbacks he had last year, you can't can't even be confident that he's going to be back in mid-April. Look at all the setbacks he had last year. He missed the entire season. I'm not even confident that he's going to be out on March 26th. We have not been told that he's going to be out. I don't know how you can be optimistic with the way this team handles injuries, man. It, it blows my mind. I'll, I'll see him when I see him. But I am not confident that Stan's going to be back anytime soon with the history. He says a guy like Judge who kind of pushes through things and is a bit more of a gamer. Yeah, I, I think we'll see him and I'm a little bit more optimistic on him. We'll get to him. But Stan, any ache or pain and he's out for a month. I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, right now he's just missing out on shag and fly balls and shorts and a hoodie. Like that's really and getting reps and getting timing down. I it's, it's bigger than you think. I mean, I'm sure he's getting some reps in, just not I, in a live game. I don't think he. I mean, from what I I know, they said he could. This is the other thing I don't understand. They said he could start resuming baseball activities next week. If he's able to do that, then how? I just I guess I just don't understand well, how baseball these activities is like one of the stupid. I hate that term. It's a vague term. Yeah, walking is a baseball activity. Soft so, toss. But Underhand yeah. uh, throwing. Like, what Playing is that? Catch at 25 feet, shit like that. <laughs> Listen, shagging fly balls in shorts and a hoodie is a baseball activity. Listen, until they tell me that he is out for opening day, and I don't care, he could be out opening day and be back on Saturday. If, until they tell me he's going to miss time in the regular season, and I'm talking weeks, I can't even think about getting bothered. Can't even fathom it. You have to tell me he's out for a month, and then I'm getting closer to getting bothered. But I don't know how you aren't scarred from last year, from not seeing the guy. I mean, we basically haven't what seen him What am I scarred since, from? Since we made it to game six of the ALCS. And we got 18 games out of our $300 million man that's supposed to be mashing 50 homers a year. He hit two. Not my money. 18 games. Not my money. It's my play. He's our player. Yeah, but like we didn't win because one, buzzers, as everyone knows. And yep. then Edwin Encarnacion forgot how to play baseball. Your guy, Gary Sanchez. Stopped hitting. Yeah, stopped hitting. Like we are, I went through this at the, the end of last year. We are three. If you let me place three singles anywhere in that series, we win that series in five games. 
And yeah, I don't know that Giancarlo Stanton would have gotten those three singles. It's tough. I mean, the thing is, is he looked really great when he did come back. He, he had a solid DS. And then in game one of the ALCS, he homered off Granky. He looked really good. And then obviously he strained his quad again, running out of a ground ball. I mean, it just doesn't end with this guy. And it's tough because the 18 games that we did see him, he was he was great. I think he had a 400 OBP at like 290, you know, a couple bombs for the 18 games. It's just it seems like he can just go in and out at any time. And that. I mean, that's the frustrating part is even if we do get him back, I mean, it could be a week later and a setback. So it's just tough with him. I mean, it could happen to anyone. We could, the sun could explode tomorrow and we could all die. Probably I mean, not. Gary Sanchez can, is a, a groin strain away from being out. And like, that's your he guy. He is. But here's my, here's my thing with, with Gary and also with Judge. We know they're probably going to get hurt at some point. I know Gary's going to strain his groin, but it's going to be three weeks and he's going to come back and mash. He generally doesn't have setbacks. He has his two to three week injury and he comes back. Same with Judge. You can pencil those guys in for around 100 games knowing knowing you know they'll miss a month or two. But with guys like Stanton and Hicks, they might, they might play 20 games. That's the scary part is like we have different levels of these injury prone guys, I think. I mean – I don't know that Judge is a gamer. Like, I love Aaron Judge, but you got to keep in mind, in 2018, Judge missed significant time, and Mm -hmm. Stanton went out there and played like 80 straight games on, I think it was a knee that he had at the time. And they said like... A hamstring, yeah. A sore hamstring, yeah. Yeah, and he went out there and played 80-something straight games like that. Now, yeah. he did. He was, he was a gamer in 18. I know. I know. It's, and he was DHing most of the time. Couldn't really play the field on that hamstring. But no, he was out there. It was him and Ann Duhar pretty much carrying the team it's, while it's, Judge was out for that yeah, whole summer. it's tough. It's tough to say that, you know, it, it can happen to anyone. And it just happened to happen to Stanton. It can. I just, I just want him out there. And it, it, I, I mean, I know we kind of live in this Yankee bubble, this vacuum, but you just don't hear about this stuff too much with other teams with all these setbacks and these little injuries. It, it just seems like it's kind of centered around us. I mean, we broke the record for IL stints, so there is some truth to it. So you can't deny that we broke, you know, obviously we broke that, you know, the, the DL record or IL, whatever it is. Sorry if I triggered anyone. Yeah, be but, politically correct there. <laughs> but at the same time, not in Trump's America, um, at the same time, I'm not paying attention to really other teams. Like there's, uh, you know, Griffin Canning. He, you know, he's going to start the season on the IL, and everyone's very upset about that. He's but, the Angels pitcher. Yeah, is he good? And the only I pay, I have no idea. I pay attention to some of our former guys, and I saw that Kutch, Andrew McCutcheon, still recovering from that ACL. He's not going to be ready for opening day for the Phillies. Has David, um, so Robertson, I, David Robertson hasn't played a game in like six years. He's out for the year already. Yeah. He's still rehabbing. Mike Trout that missed was... a lot of time last year. Otani misses time. Other people are missing time. It just hurts more when, you know, when it's at home. And I, But we're seeing it with, with the outfielders. I mean, there's a realistic possibility that all three of our starting outfielders are on the IL for opening day. However you want to spin it, that is not ideal. I mean, we could be looking at an outfield of Gardner, Talkman, and Frazier, or Gardman, Gardner, Talkman, and Andujar, which is whatever. But I want the A-level guys. I want my first stringers out there. So then let's talk about Aaron Judge. Okay. Yeah. Is he being let's a talk bitch? about it. Is he being a bitch? Well, I don't know what's going on. A clean MRI on the shoulder, Boone's being all vague and says when he hits, it's some discomfort under the pec. Like, I don't even know what muscle that is. I don't even know what they're talking about, really. He's, they said he can throw, no problem. They say he can throw. It's when he hits, he feels a little bit like in his chest. Does he have a torn pectoral? I don't know. If he doesn't, kind of sounds like being a little bit of a bitch. Because you need, like, so for Judge, like, Stanton's a hired gun. We know Stanton's a hired gun. Yes. Judge is supposed to be the franchise. He's the guy. And I get it. Like, cause like, I'm not, again, like I'm not upset. I'm not getting upset in March. Like it's early. So like, yeah, take your time. You need to take a couple days off. You need to start spring training a little late. Cause you, you know, your booby hurts. Go ahead. But at a certain point, when do we just play through this? Like, cause Aaron judge is trying to get to that next level. As you said, with Stanton, that check cashes. I understand, and Judge hasn't gotten that contract yet. You you mentioned Stanton being a hired gun. It almost reminds you of the Jeter and A-Rod dynamic, right? Jeter could never do no wrong. Everybody loved him, never got booed. And A-Rod, if he didn't hit 50 homers, people were like, well, what the hell? We're not getting our money's worth. So it's almost the same sort of dynamic. I mean, you can almost imagine if the roles were reversed how, how this would be playing out. But, I mean, Judge 
I just think is more valuable to the team in terms of he, he's the leader. He's kind of the heartbeat of the squad. There's a different swagger when he's in the lineup, when he's in the field. They just have a different swagger to him. And I just think it's really, really important that he start the season active. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see Judge. Again, I'm not worried because there's still three weeks. We have some time, but it's getting a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, if we're sitting here, if we're in spring training, you know, we'll be down there in a week and a half. If he's still not doing anything, it's going to be very concerning. If we're not, if he hasn't played by next week, I don't see how he's ready for opening day. Like both of these guys. Next Tuesday, when we sit down to record on the 10th, if they're, if they're not playing or it's not like, hey, they're playing tomorrow or whatever it is, like we don't have a date, they're missing the beginning of the season. And then it's two. And then it's time to get a little concerned, but not very concerned because it's still March. It is. I do think the Hicks, Tommy John just kind of makes it worse. I mean, if Hicks was out there, you know, patrolling center field, that's a premium position. If we had him out there, regardless, this would be a little bit easier to swallow. I think it's just very daunting to think about starting the season without all three of your starting outfielders. I mean, it's a big blow and it's something we went through a lot last year. I just don't want to do it again. I don't want to do the next man up thing and the whatever, all the stupid slogans that people had for being injured. I want a healthy team that's ready to roll and kick ass. Everyone just wants to come up with a slogan. They don't want to win the World Series. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> but I think with the two of them, I'm just I'm trying to be positive. It's just too no, early I understand. for me. Too early I for understand. me to get upset. You know? Um, How long was Pe- Torn Peck? Any idea what kind of... Oh, I mean, I mean if you're, he going, doesn't, you're going down a fucking a dark hole there. I mean, would that be like an all-star break thing? August? I mean... It, a torn peck? I, so here's the thing. I only know about torn peck, like injuries uh, from like pro wrestling. Uh, but okay. it's like six months. God like, yeah, it. no, you're, and that's six months until you get back in the gym. Like your normal stuff, like you're, that's a year. If there's like God a torn peck, that's a year. So he's out for the year if, if he is a torn Yeah, peck. I don't think he has a torn peck. I just wanted to scare you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> It worked. I'm just Googling. But if Torn at the end of this, if at what seems like the end of this podcast, there's still more time, it, it means it's back. Yeah, man. It means you guys might not see me again. People are watching <laughs> the progress bar probably on this are like, shit, what happened? Doing the math, doing the math. I don't even know what else it could be. I ho- Hopefully it's just general discomfort. Obviously, none of us are doctors. We didn't go to medical school. You gave that whole. No, because you know, you know why we didn't? Because we're. We're not sticklers for details. That's and we're not smart enough. Yeah, I don't read. I don't read. I watched Parasite. That's as close as I get to reading a book. <laughs> I heard that was a great movie. It was very good as long as you don't know what happens in it. Like, I kind of knew what happened in it. So it okay. didn't, like, I right, don't ruin much of a then. surprise. Yeah. If you right. don't know what happened, like, yeah, watch it. You know? Uh. Yeah. But so, and I think you know with the outfield situation, I mean, it, it just makes it even so much more important that these infielders stay healthy, specifically Glaber Torres and DJ. And you look at last year, the reason they were able to pound through and win 103 games with all the injuries is because Torres and LeMahieu, they avoided the IL. So you need those two to be healthy, especially without Didi. Yeah, I think that, you know, obviously you want that up the middle. And like I don't care that Didi left because he wasn't, you know, healthy last year either. But, yeah, you, you do look at the guys like Glaber who goes out and, and crushes for us last year, and you look at um, DJ LeMahieu who, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. Didn't have, you know, he didn't have it. He didn't come out of nowhere as a platinum second baseman, but didn't have a position. Now he's an all-star. Uh, we need those guys to stay healthy. Uh, we need Gary to stay healthy. We need Gardner to stay healthy. We need kind of that diamond up the middle. Uh, but – I'm just trying to be just trying to be hopeful. Just try to be hopeful about uh, the medical staff, or just like maybe these guys just wake up one day and they just feel better, or they realize that maybe they didn't feel that bad to begin with. You got to hope so. The other thing with DJ and Glaber, it's it's also the way they're built, right? I mean, Judge and Stan, they kind of look like bodybuilders. They're kind of lumbering around, whereas you know DJ is so smooth. He just seems like a guy that that'll never get hurt. Kind of like how Jeter never really got hurt. Glaber, kind of same thing. So you kind of hope that their body types will allow for that. Gary, I'm just penciling in. Like I said, I'm penciling in a month, and if he plays 110, 120 games, I'm cool with that. Uh, but yeah, those guys up the middle need to stay healthy, and then you know Voit. Hopefully, you know that belly button thing 
hoping that, you know, I know he had surgery, the groin, the hernia, whatever that was. Hopefully he's over that and can come back to mashing. And, and Gio was relatively healthy last year. So hopefully the infield is, is healthier than the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, you know, we're in a, a situation where we do have, you know, and you say, like, you don't want to go to opening day on plan B and definitely not on plan C. But we're lucky enough as an organization that we have, you know, we have these options. We have a plan C. When if you look at, you know, I don't know, some bumfuck team that I don't even know who's on their roster, like the Rangers, you know, they have with Joey Gallo gets hurt. And then what else do they have? You know, they don't have or they've got one guy. They don't have two. And, and, and nobody has that. the depth that we has. Nobody. Yeah. So it's you just got to stay positive and know that, like, even like, let's say they say Judge and Stan aren't ready for opening day and Judge is going to miss a week. Stan's going to miss a month or the other way around, whatever the case is. And I know you obviously want judge back sooner because you think he's going to stay healthy whereas everyone just assumes that stanton's gonna we'll have another setback yeah but you know maybe the blessing in disguise is that this gives clint frazier and miguel and the reps that they need at the major league level to build up trade value or like i mean let's just talk about let's talk about those two guys yeah yeah Clint's having a pretty good spring training. And I say that Clint's having a pretty good spring training because so far, if you look at it, I mean, he's only three for 10. Like, you know, he's only had 10 at bats. Um, he's got three walks, though. So he's getting on base six of 13 plate appearances, which is awesome. And um, he hasn't made a mistake in the outfield. Yeah, that's true. And the, and the hits he's had have been rockets. Everything. I honestly thought he was hitting like 600. <laughs> I was He's just like, all I've seen is rockets. And there's been a lot of focus put on his foot placement, like the way he's turning his foot in. He credits Matt Holiday with that. So I love the Matt Holiday signing, like when we did it years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. Now I still love it. Like just get him involved with everything. He, he just seemed like a gamer. Um, and what Frazier says is that um, – a lot of times people have talked about my bat speed, but I never really felt like it was always there. It felt like I was trying to shoot a gun, but uh, with the safety on it. Uh, there were things stopping it along the way. I didn't feel the way I wanted it to. I feel like the move is giving me my best chance. So the thing that we never questioned was his bat speed and if he could hit. And he feels like that is getting better. Um, from a fielding standpoint, I don't know what changes he made in the offseason, if any, or if he just saw a lot of fly balls. But the guy has the guy can hit. The guy can flat out hit. We know that. He's a head case. We know that. And he made it like this far as a major league like as a major league baseball player. Miguel Andujar also had a very good 2018 missed all of 19 pretty much. We played like three games. Now he's coming back. We know he can hit based on the season that we saw. And we saw him do it at the major league level. Clint, we've seen, but like we haven't seen for a season at the major league level. And then, but defensively, wasn't great at third base, had gotten a little better, has played a little bit of outfield, has not played a ton of outfield. And everyone is just saying, well, we already know what Clint is, so let's give the job to Miggy. I was going to say, there's a growing sentiment, and I know Scott and Andrew were kind of debating this today, but there's a growing sentiment of of people that just want to throw Andujar out there over Clint just because they haven't seen him suck for a year, and he caught a couple of routine fly balls in Tampa. And I think that's a big problem, especially with like social media and the way we can all communicate now and everyone can get their opinion out there and we all see it is. It's not a matter of who's the better player. It's who do we want to be the better player is essentially what it comes down to. Yeah, no, absolutely. nothing... No one has shown me anything on paper or physically or, you know, however you would put it, that says that the best person to put in left field if Stanton isn't there is Miguel Andujar over Clint Frazier or over Mike like I think people just like Andujar more at this point. I I just think Yankee fans in general like him more than they like Clint Frazier. Yeah, I just don't think think that's all it is. I don't think he speaks enough English to put his foot in his mouth the way Clint has. Like, that's the biggest thing Clint has going against him is he speaks too much English. 
Yeah. The other thing with Clinton, people don't realize, like, you know, when he got here, he was, I guess he was 22, 21, 22. He's been in the Yankee organization. This will be his fourth year. I think he's 26, if I'm not mistaken. He's not like a, a kid anymore. Like, this is a guy that's now coming into his prime. And you talk about the bat speed. This could just be a situation where it's all coming together for him. I mean, that's generally when guys hit their prime, 26, 27, 28. I mean, this is when we should be seeing the best of Clint Frazier. Well, I think for almost any other organization, and Clint Frazier is 25, he'll turn 26 uh, this September, in almost any other organization, Clint has been a starting outfielder since 2017. Oh, absolutely. Any other organization. Yeah, so he got, like, he was kind of roadblocked, and then, like, he made his Major League debut in 17. If he got traded anywhere else in 16, he may have even gotten a shot, you know, a September call-up. But he makes his debut in 17. You know, he deals with injuries and, you know, overall health of other players ended up being better than his. But he comes into 18 as a starting outfielder anywhere. And so, you know, his personality, his ego, his just preferences in life held him back to a certain extent there but he didn't get the opportunity like if you think about there's a lot of guys out there who are like either just weird or shitty like everyone would hate Didi if he didn't play decent at times oh yeah because he you know because of just all of his personality like he's had all this stuff going on Clint has a very strong personality and hasn't been given a long enough stretch on field to overcome that personality. But like when he's played in the major leagues, like he's played well aside from last year. I just think he got the yips. You just needed the offseason. I th- I called it in like July. Like you, the guy just needs the season to end. No, for sure. And the one the one thing that's kind of weird about Clinton is he 2018 was the year that we really were ravaged in the outfield. Stanton couldn't play the outfield because of his hamstring. Judge missed all that time. I mean, that was, I think Shane Robinson started like 50 games in the outfield. That yeah. would have been the year for him to have a coming out party. He had the concussion. Obviously, me and you don't hold that against him. There were people in the media being like, oh, he needs to get over his headache and get out there. It was just a shame for 2018 because he could have been playing every single day. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, he goes out there and he gets to play in 18. Like, who knows what would have happened last year. And he was never right. That happened in spring training of 18, and he basically he, – that was a wash. Yeah. That whole year was a Gardner's wash. Gardner's 18 never happens because they just don't bring Gardner back. That's yeah, what really no. would have happened. Yeah, Instead of going absolutely. into last year like, I'm in a competition, I'm going to win this job, Gardner just doesn't have a contract. Guardy just hangs around, man. You got it. You got to give it to him. I, I mean, you know, he's going to hit 22 homers and hit 250. And he'll probably be back next year on another one year, $10 million deal. It's just what he does. I mean, I hope not because things have gone like bad for us then if, if that's the situation, you know. Where are you with Gardner? Because there are people that are like Gardner. diehard Guardy party. Okay. I and then there Gardner. are people that want him gone. No, no, I don't want him gone. I, yeah. I want someone to come and just be better than him. Yeah, yeah. I like, understand. is that like he's bad? I want him gone. I want someone to come, someone younger, someone who's 25, maybe turning 26 in September, to just come and be like, I'm better than him. There's more upside to me. Like, you know, let me go out there and do my thing. See, I love Guardy as a fourth outfielder. I just, if, if he's playing every single day, we are not at full strength and we are not at our best. So it's kind of the same as you kind of feel about it. I love him as a fourth outfielder. Yeah. Love him. I love him even getting to play not every day, but like most days because he's just rotating through that outfield. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. But if 2021, after we've just won a World Series, Brett Gardner doesn't ride off into the sunset because we need to bring him back and not because – and like he could go and bounce around and get contracts all over, I'm sure. But I don't think he wants to play. He doesn't want to else. go anywhere. No, no. And he's I, been very open about that. He, he's, he doesn't even try to do the whole leverage thing when he's a free agent. He's like, I want to come back. Let me know when I can come back. Yeah, kind of but like I don't want to play anywhere. Like I don't want to cheer for any other team, but for like, I don't know, $8 million a year, you know, I could be a Rockies fan. <laughs> like we all <laughs> right. have a price. <laughs> we can all be bought. No, that's yeah. absolutely right. Um, and on the, on the outfielder front real quick, I'm not sure if you saw this today, but Boone had mentioned that they could – 
Aaron Hicks at some point in June, possibly July. He, he pointed pointed to Gregorius's you know timeline last year. He came back. I think it was June seventh. Now Hicks has always seemed like a guy that needs a little bit more time than other guys. You go back to the back injury and different things he's had. Are you kind of hoping to see him in mid June? Are you thinking more August later in the season? If he comes back in July, I'm fine. August is a little okay. too long. Um, and I think June is too soon. My hope is, I think I said this with you. I don't know who I said it with, is that while he's doing this, you know, all the arm rehab, let's, you know, let's definitely rest the back or and everything else. Yes, yes. Don't we cannot wear him down. He he clearly because he clearly can't go a full one sixty two healthy. Yeah. And he's never done it. He's or been just, on the IL every year. He's been a Yankee. Or whatever it is that had been lingering. Like let's just keep that, you know, let's keep that on ice. Let's get healthier. Like let's let's get let's when we come back, let's come back at a hundred percent everywhere. Not just the arm, the back, the hamstring, everything a hundred percent. And it's kind of a crapshoot in terms of what we're gonna get. I mean like Look at Didi. I mean, 2018 was the year of his life. We were expecting him to come back from Tommy Johnson. It was Tommy the April Jones. of his life. But it was his best year. It was his best year in the, in the bigs. But the point is he came back and he kind of sucked in 2019. And, I mean, look, he got a one-year 13 – he didn't even get any multi-year offers. I mean, he kind of fell off the map from being so – playing so poorly when he came back and you just have to hope that Aaron Hicks is himself when he gets back. Cause they really can't afford to have him come back and, and be a shell of himself. Like Didi was, you really got to hope he's back at full strength. Um, well, I think the difference is Didi's coming back as the shortstop of the New York Yankees, which like there's a certain aura to that. And now being the center fielder for the Yankees is also, but like there is, there's not, two other shortstops in the outfield. Like you have, we have Brett Gardner, we have Mike Talkman, you have, um, you know, you have Judge theoretically could play center. You have Stanton who's out there in the outfield somewhere. Like there are other people to take it away. So if he can just come back, I just need Hicks. Like Hicks isn't going to have, I, I don't know what the Tommy John's going to do to his arm. I don't know if he's going to let it fly. I don't know that he is going to throw 106 miles an hour or whatever it is that he's thrown. But, I, I need him back, putting the bat on the ball, and seeing like seven pitches in that bat. Like and getting on base, exactly. And the occasional three-run bomb like he, he went off the foul pole of Verlander. You know, patience yeah. and power. Yeah, but like he he's not as big as a like, hey, we need that back versus like when we had Didi, it felt like Didi out, it felt like everyone was out of place to a certain extent. Now we've learned yes. that. Turns out everyone was in the place that we needed them to be right, um, right. a year later, but it is something that you know, and you're looking at you got Tyler Wade playing games and things like that. Like that, that's not happening because of Hicks. Um, yeah, we just that's need Hicks true. to come back and be like be the veteran that he's been. And he never really had like a prime. I mean, he's not that old, but like he didn't really have like his prime. And now he's like a veteran. Just like he went from not getting enough playing time to now having a veteran presence and like a veteran approach at the plate. It is it is interesting and like he was a I'm pretty sure he was a top ten pick by the twins. I mean, he was like a top, top prospect yeah. coming out of high school. He just never I mean, I don't know that it was necessarily a like a log jam. Like I, I don't really know what has happened, what happened over in Minnesota. But my understanding when we got him was he just was never getting enough um he was just never getting enough at bats. He wasn't getting enough playing time. But he was. And I mean, we could develop a hell of a lot better than the Twins can. So that was a it was a great move. And I remember we made that trade. I'm like, damn, I kind of like John Ryan Murphy, the the backup catcher. And now it looks like a great trade. But, well, we trade. We yeah, even he's only thrown at eight. He was so drunk. We just loved how drunk Jr. Yeah, Murphy, right. John Ryan, whatever. He was relatable. To be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even if Hicks is thrown at eighty percent strength, that's. You know, 80% of his arm is still better than 90% of the other center fielders, right, in the league because of how strong his arm is. So even if his arm isn't all the way back and he's able to, like you said, see, see some pitches, hit some bombs, you know, track down the ball, that, that's all I really need from him. But just can't have him be at 50%. Like, I mean, if, I mean, it felt like Didi was, was sleepwalking coming back from that. So that's just what we can't see. Yeah, like something just fell off about Didi, and it might have just been like his, ta- his true talent level showing through. I mean, we'll see him fill it. It could have been he, – he'd have the occasional huge hit. You know, he, I know he had the grand slam in, in L.A. and he had a grand slam. And he had these – like I guess in football they call them splash plays, like a pick six or – like he had those splash hits. But 
in terms of the day to day, it was it was very underwhelming. So I mean, I, I can stop ribbing on on Didi. I, I don't hate him, but it's just very easy to compare with the Hicks thing, position player getting TJ and all that. Yeah, and like I said, come back in July. If I see you in June, I'm going to be worried it's too early. If you come in August, it's going to be too late. Because that was also my thing with him coming back in the playoffs last year. Is like at a certain point, it's like this team has this chemistry. Like yes, no, I, I, I agree with that. To have an element, and I know he had been around for part of the team, and I didn't love that. Even though he hit that home run, I didn't love that he came back because it felt like he was given orders to rest, and like now you're on a long term deal. Like do what the team says, and I don't know that maybe he needed Tommy John anyway, or if he aggravated something more by pushing himself to come back, or if he stayed at home, he would have been fine until whatever it was that happened in the playoffs would have happened in spring training. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm too dumb. But at this point, like just rest everything. Make sure the back's good. The hamstring's good. Everything's good. Arm's good. Come back. Let's go win a World Series. So no, for sure. And it was weird. It was... It was almost like he watched the DS, and then he was like, oh, I'm good. We swept. Let's go do it. Yeah, yeah. like, I don't Maybe that's what we need, like, Stanton and Judge to just watch highlights from the DS, and then they'll feel better, too. Get that FOMO. It's Mike's secret stuff. Um, So speaking of arms, pitchers. Yes. We've got a bunch of them. They're not necessarily all the ones that we want, but we've got a bunch of them. So looking at, like, the fourth and fifth starter spot, um, we've kind of been told that Garcia is probably not going to make the rotation. The Yankees are probably going to start him off in AAA, and um, it wouldn't be a, a shock to see him up this season. Like I think we anticipate seeing him up, but he he's just not going to come out of camp in the rotation. And he looked good the other day. He struck out a couple, but like he did give up. He gave up two runs. Like runs are still how we score the game, and he gave them up. So. I have no problem with this. Like, let him go start the year in AAA, establish himself more in AAA, work on the things that now I think being in big league camp. And obviously we have, you know, Matt Blake's a, a totally different dude than Larry Rothschild. But, like, let Matt Blake get his hands on him in spring training. Let the rest of our pitching, you know, um, like, you know, coaching staff get their hands on him, look at him. And then – from the major league level down, it's much easier when you see this in person, you see those bullpens, to say, hey, here are the things we want him to work on than just seeing some game tape and figuring out the things that we want him to work on. Yeah, even with the rotation injuries, they can afford to be patient with him. And if you remember, he dominated in Trenton last year, but then he kind of struggled in AAA he, you know, at the end of last year. He, he needs more time, right? If we don't see him till July or August, like that's fine. They have a bunch of other arms that can fill in the back of that pen. And whether you know in July or August, maybe we need him in the pen. Maybe we need him in the rotation. Maybe he's going to be a bulk guy for an opener. There are so many different things you can do with a guy like that. Whenever Cashman thinks he's ready, is cool with me. Kind of like with the doctors. Let's defer to the experts. Doesn't seem like he's ready yet doesn't seem like he's going to break camp and that's fine yeah i mean take some time in scranton hang out with hopefully matt harvey and live under a funeral funeral home above it, <laughs> or above, it above it above it okay home. yeah very creepy very creepy stuff there um clark schmidt has looked great people are really high on this guy yeah i really feel like, like i don't pay attention to minor leaguers that much but like i feel like he's come out of nowhere he has, and if you look at Rod Friedman on Twitter, the the pitching ninja guy, he posts like the gifts with the, the you know the yeah. the trajectory of the ball. And his curveball is nasty. I mean, that is a nasty curve that seems already refined. So, and he was, I believe, he was our first round pick, and then had Tommy John, and like you know, we drafted him maybe two or three years ago. I think he went to South Carolina, but I mean, he was a top top prospect, top guy. I mean, I, I would like to see him. And if you remember, Luizaga made the jump from Double A right to the rotation, and he started in Philly. In, in June. So, you know, the Clark Schmidt is maybe a guy that goes straight from double A to the majors. The Yankees have done it before. It's not unprecedented. And I'm pretty sure he's already 22 or 23. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he opens as the five starter. Yeah. Clark Schmidt. Um, he, he's like made weird jumps before. So like, he's one of those weird guys who wasn't drafted at all out of high school, but then was drafted in the first round. 16 out of college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, yeah. normally you at least see those guys, like, oh, drafted in the 19th round. Went 20th, to yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Just nothing to, to uh, you know, a first pick. So, like, who knows? Maybe we see him, you know, make a big jump because uh, he started last year in single A in Tampa. Um, I, I think what we've seen out of uh, Jordan Montgomery has been good 
velocity being there, control being there. It's one of those things where I think it's for, for any one of these guys, regardless of the stuff, like they all have stuff. That's what got them here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just having like having the confidence to go out there and use it. I think is the, is the biggest jumping point, especially when you get into the big league park or you you know you're put on the pinstripes, um, or you're you know in the case of Montgomery who has that experience, like you're coming back from missing a season. Like, do you feel confident in the stuff that you have? And that's what spring training's for. I think he's showing that it's there. He's showing that he's excited that the stuff's there. And now it's a matter of just like how do we piece it together? How do we you know keep that going? And especially with the number four, the number five guy, these guys don't have to be heroes. I think we averaged five and a half runs a game last year. They go out and have five innings, two or three runs or six innings, three or four runs. They're probably going to get the win. So it's not like they have to go out there and spin seven shutout to get a win. They are going to have a ton of offensive support. I mean, we hit 306 homers last year. So all you have to do, you know, get the ball over the plate, keep the team in the game, you know, solid quality starts. They don't need to come in and dominate. So that's the other thing. Well, yeah, I mean, we've said, like, hey, we just really want some starters who will go out there and give us, like, a lot, uh, who will give us some depth. But, like, we don't need perfect game depth. Like, go out there and throw seven innings, give up three runs, and we win that game. Like, that's easy. And, I mean, it even happened with, like, CeCe. Like, people would complain about CeCe, and it's like, CeCe's our number five starter. Like, you know, the past couple of years, like that's just what he is. Yeah, we're paying him, you know, front of the rotation money, but that's because of an old contract with these guys. Like, let's just remember, like, these are four and fourth and fifth starters making half a million dollars a year. They're not going to be Garrett Cole, but they're learning from Garrett Cole, which is like invaluable. It's going to be so big. And CC's kind of been the leader of the rotation rotation the past couple of years but with his age and his stuff it's not the same as when it's an ace and it's the best pitcher in the league and now he's your leader with how cerebral cole is and i mean we were gushing over him last week he's going to be huge for the clark schmitz for the davy garcias kind of take him under his wing take the pressure off right you got cole and tanaka two proven gamers two proven guys who have dominated in the playoffs i think that's really going to take the pressure off of these young kids even without severino like we said i think we'll, we we will be fine as long as paxton can come back and deal in May or, or June or whatever. But having Cole and Tanaka at the top is good enough for me. Colton, I mean, Hap has looked all right. I mean, he's given up one run in five innings so far. It's still early. It's still spring training. Um, and it's one of those things where when you start looking at, like, starter stats, like, they are, um, you know, like, they're facing major league players because normally the front of the lineup's loaded with actual major league players. They pitch their two innings, and then they get out of there. So, like, it's just it's too early Again, like it's too early for me to get worried, you know, but yeah, I'm not overly impressed. Like Montgomery's given us four innings, hasn't given up a run, has struck out seven, though. Like that's if you're missing bats, like I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Hap Hap definitely scares me. I mean, I was banging the drum for Corbin a couple of years ago when we re-signed him, but just a a 38-year-old guy with a 91-mile-an-hour fastball and one pitch with a juiced ball and a small stadium, I just – Anything we get from him will be a bonus, but I am not too optimistic on Hap. I don't know where you are on him. I mean, Hap is a fourth, fifth starter type guy. Unfortunately, he's in the three slot right now, but like that's not his fault. So if he can go out there and pitch like a decent three, but probably more like a four, like we have the offense for to have a, a four in our three spot. Um, I think, and the problem is he's a fly ball pitcher. You know, if you, you fly ball pitcher in New York with maybe juice balls yeah maybe it's tough it's tough to do um but he can go out there like i do trust that in his experience he can now like go out there and make adjustments like hopefully you'd have to think he was humbled after last year yeah like you had this season everyone's taught like these guys have the internet everyone's trying to get rid of him yeah he sees that hopefully he made the adjustments that we need to and so far from what we've seen he's made some adjustments like he's looking better, and maybe it's just the thirty-three on his back. Shout to David Wells. It is a better, it is a better number. Yeah. Now, I, if he can give us even a solid first half, even if he can give us a solid April until Paxton gets back, like my bar is so low for him. Even an ERA around four or a little bit over, but it can't be like five, like what it was last year. I mean, that was unacceptable. Yeah, and I just I don't think it's gonna be because I think like he because. I do. I think baseball players are head cases. Like I think they all are. I talk oh about this a lot. I, even like fans, like we we are because it's just a long, boring, slow game, and there's a lot of like 
you know, a superstition, but you know, hopefully he went out there and he figured out like whatever it is and, and took some pride in that and, you know, was a weirdo about finding some details, making some adjustments because the opposite happens. And it's what I think happened last year. I think it's what happened with Clinton in the field is mm-hmm. you start to struggle and then it's just tough to be good. And then there's talk, you know, you're leading up to the playoffs to so talk about, oh, are you going to be in the bullpen? And like, that's a blow to an ego for a guy who's in his late thirties. Right. No, but at the same time, we don't want him going anywhere near a playoff start. So it's kind of is what it is and it's reality and you know he's i think he came in they didn't trust him to start game six last year i think he came in and threw like three innings after green or something but in an ideal scenario he's not anywhere near starting a playoff game no no in an ideal situation we have Derek cole paxton tanaka and then we're coming back to cole like yeah no ideally because it's the playoffs and we're trying to just win. Yeah, and Cole seems like a guy that can go on three days rest, so you, you could definitely see that. Yeah, uh, like Cole, he just gets stronger as it goes. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to just watch him just piece together a whole season. It's going to be great. He looked great on Saturday. It was a two and two-thirds shutout. He was throwing gas. I was watching that. That was awesome. I mean, he is a, and he's built like a horse. You were right. The guy is a monster. And, and that's what you look for in these guys. It's just like it's not just the arm. It's the whole body. Every bit of his like motion, the, these pitchers are so smart now. I've been watching a lot of uh, like Trevor Bauer stuff on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's just an example of that. I, I watched uh, part of the R two C two of uh, Sonny Gray and and Bauer, and they just talk about like they're just so smart of the things that they're thinking about. Like it used to be like, yo, you throw hard, sweet. Now they're talking about like rotation of you know of the ball, spin of the ball and things like that, how many rotation you're getting, uh, you know, no wasted motion, how are we planting and all that stuff. I mean, it was always like, ah, just step towards the catcher. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Plant towards the catcher. When you step to th- when you want to throw the ball for a strike, go towards home plate. Like that's what we have. Step in that direction. And yeah. Little, the little league advice. Yeah, and now it's just there's so much more to it. And Cole seems like one of those guys who has embraced like everything about just getting smarter to get better. And that's the difference between him and Zach Wheeler, right? They both throw, they both throw really hard. They both have super great analytics. They're both big. And the difference is the guys that can process the information and use it and and, and use their brains to get hitters out versus a guy like Zach Wheeler that just kind of rears back and, and throws as hard as he can. And, you know, he'll win some games, he'll lose some games, but that's, that's the difference. And I think that's what separates pitchers here in 2020 is the mental aspect and using the analytics. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I'm so excited for the season. I can't let a couple spring training injuries worry me at all. And the bullpen's fully healthy. So that's we got that going for we us. Got it's a good one bullpen. unit. That, yeah. We've got listen, we've got a great rotation. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm excited. Me too, man. I'm all good. And I feel like before like listen, I think because we're starting to wrap it up. You can hear it in my voice. I'm hoping right now that when you look down at this timer, it says like two, three minutes left. Oh, please. Please, God. If it says 15, we are fucked. We're fucked. We're we fucked. so fucked yep. if it says 15. I'll come back. I might even be nervous. I might be upset. Yeah, you think? I might be. But I think Judge just has to, you know, maybe a little rest, a little, I don't know, fucking Icy Hot. Take Icy Hot. I don't care. Put some Icy Hot on your titty. Do um, something. But listen, it's going to be all right. We're planning a parade. We're planning. And JJ, hopefully this is the last time I talk to you. Until next week. Oh, I thought you meant ever. I was like, oh, no. honestly, the news goes bad. Say it might be the last time. What floor is your hotel room on? <laughs> uh, seven out of eight. Seven. Oh, shit. Yeah, you can. You can take it. They should have. They should have. Yeah, they should have put me on the second floor. No, nah, it'll be all good. And you want me to yeah, call I'm your sure. hotel and just be like, listen, my friend's staying there. Can you move him? Put a little Mark. trampoline under the. Yeah. Do you think they have that service? <laughs> um. Listen, everything's going to be fine. We're all going to be excited. We're all going to be at the stadium on May 9th. You're going to go to shop.bronxpinstripes.com. You're going to buy a ticket. If you're in Tampa, you're going to come to uh, Yards of Ale, Soho, 4-7. to seven. It's going to be sick on the 14th. We've got Batting Cage. We've got Sailor Jerry Spiced Apple. No, Sailor Jerry Savage Apple. For the savages in the box, baby. Yeah, it's, it's going to be sick. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a blast. We're all going to have fun. 
We're going to win a World Series. You're going to follow Nick on Twitter. You're going to follow him at nkirbynyy on Twitter. You can follow the show at George's Box Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter, on Instagram, all that fun stuff. Subscribe, rate, review, five stars, all that shit. Um, Nick, you got anything else for the people? I'm good. I will talk to you next week, not before. <laughs> Def- definitely next week. It just it shows how toxic we are as individuals that like. Oh shit! Oh his shoulder hurts out for the season ankle yes. out for the season. everything's out for the season in our mind i'm emotionally we're emotionally fragile man it's it's tough i think we're gonna be fine and i'm just fucking with you a little bit <laughs> all right hey we gotta stop talking otherwise people are gonna think something happened and they missed it like the longer we keep this going people are gonna be like oh shit yeah fade to black baby <laughs> so hey we'll see you at the parade Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.